Thanks for tuning in. I'm Michael Watson, and this is the Influence Watch podcast. In this episode, we say good riddance to the liberal blog Think Progress after its corporate parent shuttered it. The Freedom Foundation forces the SEIU to respect a worker's legal and constitutional rights, and progressives take aim at technological progress in order to boost big labor. Think Progress, the liberal blog site operated by the lobbying arm of the Center for American Progress, known as CAP, a think tank closely aligned with the Democratic Party establishment, is no more. After seeking a buyout from an appropriately liberal contributor that never materialized, CAP Action Fund, the site's publisher, announced layoffs and that the site would be closed down. Think Progress had been a close communications ally of the Obama administration during Barack Obama's presidency. One former writer alleged that foreign affairs writers had been admonished not to challenge Obama's Afghanistan policy from the left. The site had faced criticism for incendiary statements by its writers and for misleading reporting. Think Progress's staff had been unionized and were guaranteed editorial independence by their contract. When Cap Action announced the initial closure, it said that it would fold Think Progress back into Cap Action's, quote, broader online presence. That caused beef with the union for the laid-off staffers, the Writers Guild of America. A Writers Guild spokesperson said that the union was considering, quote, legal options after hearing that Think Progress would be folded into Cap Action's communications presence. After the Writers Guild issued that statement, Cap Action said it would archive the Think Progress content and terminate ongoing donations from Think Progress readers. Cap Action had tried to shutter Think Progress to get one over on its staffers' union. That wouldn't be the first time that liberal to far-left institutions battled their staffs as vigorously as the unions say that decadent capitalists do. Liberal canvassing firm Grassroots Campaigns, local affiliates of Planned Parenthood, the National Education Association, a labor union, and Democratic candidates have all battled with their workers over representation. In 2018, the Supreme Court ruled that unions cannot force government employees at any level of government to subsidize their operations just because the union enjoys the privilege of an exclusive monopoly on representation. In the Janus case, Justice Alito wrote, quote, Neither an agency fee nor any other form of payment to a public sector union may be deducted from an employee, nor may any other attempt be made to collect such a payment unless the employee affirmatively consents to pay. But while Justice Alito has made his decision, it is taking substantial effort to enforce it in the face of union intransigence. This week, we got another example of such intransigence. Charles Hill is a government worker in San Diego County, California. He is represented against his preference by Service Employees International Union Local 221, pursuant to a monopoly bargaining agreement. Pursuant to the agreement, employees wishing to exercise their Janus rights not to be union members and not to pay union fees must opt out in writing to the union or the county in the month of June, a window period made suspect by Alito's opinion. But he'll complied anyway, submitting a resignation and opt-out in June to both entities. SEIU Local 221 refused to stop dues collections, and the county took no action. So Hill filed a complaint, an unfair labor practice complaint, with the state labor regulators. SEIU Local 221 tried to get the complaint tossed. But Hill got help from the Freedom Foundation, a free market advocacy group operating in Washington State, Oregon, and California that specializes in fighting union abuses. The prospect of facing Freedom Foundation attorneys seems to have convinced SEIU Local 221 to face the weakness of their own case. It offered to settle, accepting Hill's opt-out and paying back dues collected since June. Freedom Foundation and other free market groups are pressing unions to stop infringing employee rights throughout the country. Freedom Foundation lawsuits are challenging union withdrawal windows, which appear to contradict the plain language of Alito's ruling in Janus. 
Freedom Foundation is also challenging union dues checkoff cards that give insufficient notice of employees' Janus rights. Unfortunately, that effort suffered a setback in an Oregon court. Other free market groups have challenged government union exclusive representation, which would obviate union complaints about uncompensated representation by freeing unions from representing non-members. Unions oppose these efforts because exclusive monopoly bargaining increases union power, compensating the union. In case forcing people to pay unions they don't want to be members of wasn't enough, consider robot taxes and limits on supermarket self-checkouts, the two latest big ideas from big labor, targeting progress in the name of progressive ideology. The robot tax was the brainchild of New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio, who proposed ordering businesses to pay five years of payroll taxes for any employee replaced by technology, which would be used to fund a government jobs boondoggle. Even the New York Daily News, a relatively liberal tabloid, questioned the wisdom of de Blasio's proposal, writing, damned if we know, how the government would disaggregate improved productivity from job replacement. This is a classic case of the government trying to chase the consequences of bad regulation with even more regulation. De Blasio is a staunch supporter of the SEIU's Fight for 15 minimum wage hike campaign, one consequence of which has been increased automation in the restaurant industry. Meanwhile, in Oregon, the state AFL-CIO Labor Union Federation has submitted signatures for a ballot initiative, limiting the number of self-checkout machines in grocery stores to two. The move comes amid contract negotiations between the supermarket union, the United Food and Commercial Workers, and Oregon supermarkets, using the threat of onerous government policy to coerce employers to concede to union demands as a common union tactic in contract campaigns. The use of self-checkouts is, too, a consequence of other union campaigns. Oregon adopted a union-backed increase in its minimum wage in 2016. Having suffered the predictable consequences of their desired policies, unions and their supporters in government are turning to coercive regulations to try to cover up the damage. In the process, the so-called progressives hold back progress. That's our show for this week. If you're listening to this on YouTube, we encourage you to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you have subscribed, thank you, and please leave us a five-star rating. We'll see you next week.